0: The theme for the uh, afternoon talk with you is the four kinds of uh, action. Uh, We as human beings uh, on this earth express our life in a variety of different ways and some of those uh, ways which are obvious to us is through the activities, the actions, the activities that go on in our heart and mind. Um, A second, which takes place as well, is through uh, communication. There's an activity of speaking, of uh, writing, sending messages, relating uh, to the other. Um, Another way expresses itself, Uh, through the body, and that may show itself in work, in a variety of commitments, in the arts and creativity, in love, in making love, in the act of service for others, and many other ways. So here we are as human beings, we are living our life from one day to the next. Action is important to us, the actions or activities in our inner life, one, in speech, in communication, two, and in activities, uh, three. So if we are to give the fullness of attention to these uh, three areas, we would see that, that central thread or theme in uh, all of this is uh, is related to uh, action and with this, these actions in the daily uh, life there is an event which takes place inside of us which requires from us a lot of mindfulness and presence and clarity and that is the intention intention is critical to human life it around an intention can go much else I'll speak to you about that in a moment or two so from an intention inside uh, psychological uh, heart or intuitive dynamic inside from an intention when it is an authentic genuine intention it will lead to an action the only confirmation of a clear intention in life is through the outcome I may have lots of ideas I may have thoughts such as I should or I must and we can burn up inside of ourselves a lot of energy, mental energy generate for us a lot of stress We imagine we have an intention to do something, but it isn't. It's not going anywhere. It's just circulating mental noise in the name of an intention to do. And it takes from us some real clarity to find the authentic inner voice and an inner voice which is saying to us, this voice will go and is going from intention to action and that movement is important but the movement of intention to action from a spiritual perspective from a Dharma perspective from a wise perspective that the intention carries with it no wish whatsoever Through the mind, through speech, through the written or through action. No intention whatsoever to bring about any harm to anybody. That's the commitment of intention. That is, in in these teachings and in these practices, the great challenge for us as women and men on uh, on the earth to find a clear intention which is respectful, in this case, to the other which has no wish in any way to bring about harm to the other that will challenge human beings right down to your toenails it will challenge every DNA inside of us to explore clearly enough ways and means So that an intention leads to an action, non-harming, which leads to a benefit for others and oneself. When the intention is not clear, either it, as I mentioned, can lend itself to thinking, thinking, thinking and lots of should and must and ought to And when we get lost in should, must and uh, ought to, as I said, it's exhausting, it brings anguish and anxiety, we feel frustrated because there is a pressure within and our meditations today, our mindfulness and our walking is a contribution To reducing the pressure in order for a pure or clear intention to arise. And to find what that is and as much as possible to stay true to it. It is not easy. But frankly there is no alternative. Who wants to live a life in chaos and confusion within? in lots of pressure and judgment on oneself, and making other people's lives difficult through the intention to harm them. That's not a choice in life. That's a a problem. That's a tragedy for us. And we are here, and elsewhere, to find another way of being. (coughs) Sometimes... in the and some of you just from the uh, uh, the group uh, 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 today it's it's not this isn't so uh, 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 easy sometimes we take a look at our life and we might think what on earth is going on with my life or more precisely what the hell is going on with my life (laughs) there And in a way the mindfulness and the awareness of our situations is looking, it may be clearly or not, at our past. And we're looking at how things are occurring or working out for us in relationship to our past. And we may be, some of you are, at a point in our life where there is a sense in somewhere or other something needs to change. Not for everybody. Some people's lives here are flowing along uh, uh, well, so you don't have to take any notice of the next few minutes. <laughs> I've got in mind those of you who are in some struggle. And. We take a look at our life at the present and there is a recognition something needs to change. We can think about it till the cows come home. It doesn't necessarily generate and produce a change for us. And then we're in the situation in life of needing to be clear what is it that I need to change. I can't live with a view I need to change. What? I need to be clear about what very specifically and concretely I need to change. I have to know what I'm working with. If I don't, I'll just be talking to my friends and talking to my colleagues and talking, oh, I really need to change my life. And you can talk to them till they're completely bored with you. And they're fed up with you talking about your life. uh, there, Because they can't see any change. All that can be heard is the talking about, I need to change, but no change is happening. These are really boring people. (laughs) I hope you're not one of them. (laughs) So sometimes... I need to change what is it that needs to change and quite often in the wish to change there I may need to change this is important, the outer you're in a job you hate it they did a social survey of people working in London in offices 81% said they hate their job Can you imagine spending your life year after year in a job and you hate it? (coughs) Get out, (coughs) do something. But it's not easy. Security, money, pressure, obligations it makes it difficult to make a fundamental change. But action is concerned with change. Sometimes it is not the object it's not the marriage, it's not the lover it's not the work, it's not the making of more money or whatever it could be the change which is required is, and this is the action the change in the attitude the negative attitude the blaming attitude the hostile uh, attitude, the fearful attitude, that's what needs to change not the outer but one's way of looking at it And sometimes, for some, it's changing the outer. Uh, A good friend of mine, working in the city, she's a jewellery designer. And for the, what they call it, the upper end of the market. Means it's expensive. And working in the city, and years of... Producing um, uh, jewellery for these pop stars and other people who are uh, overpaid for entertaining us. And felt, I need to break out of this. I need to make a change. So with all the so-called success, with all that went with that world... A calling, something deeper is calling there. Does one stay in the comfort and the security of a job which is so-called successful, or does one listen to an inner voice and says it's time for action, it's time for some change? And to her, her tremendous credit, uh, here she stepped out of the city minimise the minimize the role and currently um, is taking small groups, primarily uh, uh, women um, into Dartmoor which is a, a wilderness area in uh, Britain and they're staying out walking through the day, camping at night drinking from the clean streams, there are not many of them left by the way in Britain and just really getting close to nature and something about that is fulfilling her and fulfilling the others there. and sometimes therefore it is a step It's the important thing here out of the known and the familiar called being a successful or a whatever and for some like her and others of you the action is initially a step into the unknown. It's not just walking out and walking into something new. Sometimes it's walking out and not knowing what the hell is going to happen now. But at least there's opportunity. A facility, a resource like Tovana here is providing all of us, all of you, teachers and the good our lovely guardian angels the, the manager and the team to have the opportunity to look at our life and to ask ourselves do I need some action to make a change in my life if so what is it is it the object let's say the role or the position or whatever or is it my relationship to it and if you're unhappy If you're complaining, if you're going on and on and thinking too much about change, then it's time to get your good act together and do something. Something. This is the environment for it. Sometimes people come on retreats and they walk out a new human being. and God bless you for doing it. Nice. I think I'm going too long because I've got to get to the four kinds of action. So I'm I'm getting there, don't go away. (laughs) So there's one kind of action. And we need to be quite clear about it. It has a place. It has a modest place. and uh, The Buddha in the teachings explored these uh, kinds of action um, a great deal. So, one is, I am acting, I am doing something primarily for my benefit. Not saying it's bad or wrong or whatever, just be clear. So, in that, there's risk involved. There is the intention. The intention is to do something. You have the intention to come on a, a retreat, and you, and you come. There are some, we were just discussing this a little guy and I especially earlier today at the uh, breakfast table. The number of people who sign up for these uh, retreats is very very high uh, there. People in this mad world we live in say, oh I'm going to go sit this retreat with uh, the good teachers at Tovener etc. We never see them. Even a couple of weeks before the retreat starts, they're still confirming, st- still not coming, which unfortunately blocks those who really want to come, but the space, it's with the space situation. It wasn't an intention. It was an idea, or oh, I just put my name down just in case I might go. Voila, makes it difficult. Oh, it makes it the food, the organisation, etc, etc. So, we're having some discussions about new methods. (laughs) So, the intention. The intention leads to an action. The action is primarily for oneself. Why not? We live in this world. But, to remember, with intention and action will come a result there will be an outcome or a fruit to what we do anything in life the outcome or the fruit will come sooner or later but it will come sometimes we have enough clarity that it's a pure heart that means no intention to harm or exploit and there is a certain trust that the outcome Will be beneficial, and sometimes it is. We we hope you come on a retreat. Even though today, one of the most popular mantras of the day is, "What am I doing here? I could be lying on the beach getting sunburnt instead." And one is here for uh, the days that you are here, and for many it's new. So the intention is there. Thank you for coming the action is there participating in the program we may not know, you may not know, I don't know what the outcome will be what the fruits may be what the benefits uh, uh, may be so there's a certain trust which will be of benefit to you it is one kind of action not the only kind in this world The difficulty is in this world that we live in there is an obsession about self-interest about placing oneself first not only first, first, middle and last placing oneself in the very centre of life stage and a little bit of the reflection which we can engage in here is am I making myself the most important person on this planet am I just primarily always thinking about I, me and my are other people simply some kind of supporting cast for my central role in this Shakespearean drama called living on this earth you have to ask yourself also, or, or also those of us in the privilege of authority have to ask ourselves regularly: Am I putting myself in the centre of life stage? It's one form of of the self, and it shows itself as well in the spiritual language. To please be careful about self-help. I see the self-help books when I go to the airport sometimes, sadly I see some of my own books in the self-help section. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, and um, self-compassion, and self-acceptance, and self-pity, and self-inquiry, and self, and self, and self, and self. It can have a usefulness, but any exaggeration of self will be at the expense of the other. There's a second kind of action and this kind of action is genuinely giving consideration to the other, to the self of the other and there are some people in uh, our life who genuinely are really important people for us. And sometimes because of the bloodline, of course, relatives and so forth, some kind, of long-standing friendships, and much, much more. And there is a healthy commitment for the welfare of others. And uh, just to give you a, a good example, of this was my daughter. I mentioned uh, yesterday, who regularly, as those of you. In been on retreats with him before. Know that she and the kids get a regular mention on the on the talks. I have a full okay isn't it, uh, uh, with this. So to give you an example, she just got a uh, four kids and single mom. And about a month ago, she got a, a, a new job. Since she's 37, and since the age of 18, she's been working in public service. Like myself, she's totally dedicated to public service. That's what we do. And when she was interviewed, 150 applicants for the job, 12 people, hour-long interview uh, uh, with them, the CEO um, of this women's charity uh, dealing with domestic violence uh, said to her... um, what do you think of the pay? That It's a, an assistant director. What do you think of the pay? And my daughter, in her usual straightforward ways, way, said to uh, the interview panel, the pay is crap. And she thought, well, that's it. She won't get the job. But they actually, the, the uh, women, it's a women's charity, appreciated her honesty and her straightforwardness. And... Uh, and she got the job. And she followed up with, she said, I would rather be in work with low pay and dedicated and service to others than work in the private sector and make a lot of money. The intention is service. And low pay, okay, but it's service. And that's what she's committed to. Last week, to give an example of what service one young woman... Only a few weeks ago, she was uh, 17, she was taken um, overseas to be pushed into a uh, uh, marriage which she did not want to be married and to this person who she'd hardly met. She ran away actually from Pakistan, came back to London and the immigration took away her passport uh, there and only gave her a photocopy. Interviewed her a lot before she was allowed back into the country. We know the these uh, uh, issues, and then she couldn't go back home because the parents were furious with her, and she had nowhere to go. And she just turned 18, so Children's Services couldn't do anything for her because she's now an adult. And she contacted. Were uh, the charity there? She went to the police; they couldn't help her. She went to the housing people; they said we can't do anything for you. Uh, they, she went to the Citizens Advice Bureau; they couldn't do anything for her. They, so then got hold of the charity there. This, I'll come to the point in a moment with this. And my daughter only been there for two weeks. They had safe houses for women, and there was one spare. Place in all the safe houses one spare place was left and the, ha- and the manager of that house said we can't take this 18 year old because we only take women with um, emotional issues drug and alcohol problems and my daughter uh, said to them you think she hasn't got an emotional issue forced marriage thrown out by her parents terrified ...sleeping in a park... ...just a clothes she's standing in... And ...nobody wants her... ...you don't think she's got an emotional issue... ...and then my daughters... ...they said it's against the rules... And ...my daughter said I could not care a stuff about your rules... ...I am the director... ...you take her... She is going to stay there... ...and I'll take the responsibility for breaking the rules... ...they had no choice... ...she's now got a, a room... ...she can lock the door... ...she's safe... And she got a team of social workers looking after her. I use it as an example. Now, I, of course, I'm very happy with my daughter with a good, good spark <laughs> uh, 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 about her. But more importantly, more importantly than that, sometimes in the act of service for others, it matters far more than all the rules, all the regulations, all the orders, everything, all the constructs. It matters more than the system. And some of you are engaged in service to others. One has to take (coughs) risk with that service. It's a responsibility to take risk with it. And to be able to take the heat. So one is sometimes attention to oneself. We need that. Other times it is giving attention to the support of others with that underlying ethic and principle of Uh, non-harming there the third equally important actually very very important this one it is the action where it's equal interest and support for self and other both matter and there are people in our life and they will come up in your meditations they will come up like night will follow day they will arise uh, about your relationship to certain people in your life and when we are not very clear with our relationship and imagination and thought and ideas are arising in relationship what easily happens is we expect others to be in a certain way but we can't be in the same We can't. We tell others to stop being angry while we continue to be angry with them. We tell others to stop having addictive behaviour While we're addicted to our own issues, looking at the self and the other is an immense challenge. And sometimes, in relationship and in personal, intimate, close relationship, the father, the mother with the children, the children with the parents, the partners the work, colleagues, or whatever it might be. Those relationships is a relationship about oneself and other. And if I keep seeing the fault in the other, I'm foolish. If I think the problem is only exclusively about the other, I'm not seeing very well. If I think it's all about me, also not seeing very well and some of you will know that there are these lovely I think they're lovely, I'm not quite sure really mindfulness programs going on uh, all over the place and so much of it is about me reducing my stress me feeling more comfortable me feeling um, less pain in the body me using less drugs and medication uh, uh, etc. It is important but a lot of the suffering which arises this is the case in the workplace is because the structure of the system is contributing it's the pressure upon you the pressure to be efficient the pressure to increase profit the pressure To be more productive. And that needs to be addressed. Rather than thinking. Oh it's just about me. I can't deal with it. I can't handle it. I can't cope with it. Sometimes some of you. Are afraid. To question your bosses. You're afraid. To look at the corruption. You're afraid to make and invite changes you're afraid to protest and the fear keeps one contracted and it's not easy I appreciate to take the risk for you for others to see what needs to change in this situation because the problems that are going on in this case in the business world and in various institutions is not about the individual it's about the totality of the event and it's going to need some bold women and some bold men to sit around together and say this has to change just doing a personal mindfulness course is not the answer no way and I have a little authority because I'm a mindfulness teacher so sometimes the self-other dynamic is to be explored is really is to be addressed and that like the others it takes some risk because one doesn't know the consequence they had a documentary on television <coughs> in Britain or rather people like me enjoy some of these documentaries a large shop in one of the towns in England which had opened by a family run business since seventeen ninety eight <coughs> so sort it's of been running for quite some uh, period of time the, the English always preferred the past to the present cultural phenomena and but the this, this large two or three story shop selling household goods was losing money every year, and the boss said you know i'm going to have to close it down just losing too much money the staff said to the boss take a holiday for a year give us 30000 pound which is like 150000 shekels trust us to see if we can get this shop which we love and we've worked for years Back on its feet and the boss said do I, do I hand over this whole shop and not even ask about what's happening in a year not come back into the shop just and give £30,000 and let them run it all the staff and he said ok one year still losing money we close we finish 220 years it's finished that's it end of the family business the staff got together and came up with brilliant ideas and just changed so many things in the shop and then the day came the BBC camera moved there and the boss after one year came back to his shop the family business There came in. He didn't recognize it. We didn't uh, uh, know there. And suddenly there's a whole new shop. Lots and lots of customers in there. There's energy and brightness. Wow. The boss had the humility to step back and had the trust. This is beautiful. And had the trust to give things and allow the staff to be creative. To use their ideas. Their experience, there we need bosses like that. Oh, we need change, we need change. Action for oneself, but not too much, please. (laughs) Action for other, plenty, please, but don't forget yourself. Action. Where there's a real consideration, as I mentioned, for both self and others. What can we do together? It's really important. There. With each one, it's intentions, there's the actions, and there's the outcome, the result. There, The fourth one is the one which comes under the general sense, Dharma teachings here, of liberation. It's the liberation of action. It's the liberation of the heart and mind It's the liberation of the voice Of the pen or the written The liberation of the body to respond To use the body for creative and imaginative ways And a liberated action This is the important thing Is not dependent on the self or on the other This is the best kind of action It's not dependent on getting what I want. It's not dependent on pleasing the other. That the action of the human being is that the action itself is precious. It's beautiful. It's authentic. It's real. The action. And though there may be, may be some benefit for oneself, Though there may be some benefit for the other, but the trust is in the human being expressing herself, himself, fully. Fullness in it. And therefore it is not about self and other. And the freedom of this uh, action carries with it the same ethic of non-harming. We do it for the love we do it for the love of the action that may show itself for those who are engaged in the arts so the art itself is beautiful the artist is a small detail the worker, the working is the beautiful the worker, the boss or the worker is the small detail the sp- here the speaking is the important aspect The speaker is the minor detail and it's this shift over to the freedom of action the expression of it in which it's not dependent on the approval of myself about myself and it's not dependent on the approval of others because one's being knows the genuine authentic nature of the action Let's find out what that is. Let's really dig deep into the being in the days that uh, uh, we are are here. And there is much to discover uh, with us. And that freeing up, that liberating movement of the life is uh, uh, precious. Thank you for listening. Let's have a quiet minute, shall we? May all beings explore our actions in the world. May all beings live an authentic and real life. May all beings live with love and wisdom. So the uh, time now is uh